Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? <laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Laverne, I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And welcome into the second hour. Happy to have you. You are watching the Barbecue Central Show. We are doing it live Thanks for the to first time. Okay, Malcolm, we're doing we'll it, do live. it live. That's right. First time in two weeks. Last live show was July fourth. We were off the eleventh and eighteenth, and we are here. Trumpet Master seventy seven is in. If you missed the first hour, like Trumpet Master seventy seven. Don't worry about it. We're recording for a podcast. First hour will be released tomorrow, and the second hour will be released on Thursday. I'll tell you about Friday here in just one second. Still to come on the show this evening, the embedded correspondents, of course, some of them already loading in. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you from... Palm City, USA, Cleveland. We say good evening to those of you watching this show tonight through one of our video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook or Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch on YouTube, which is YouTube.com slash at BBQ Central Show. And we will update you with the YouTube poll question of the week, which is this. When you think of barbecue dessert, the only one to think of is banana pudding. And currently 56% of you are saying wrong. Again, 56% of you, which I think is where we were the last time when I was talking about this at the beginning of the show, maybe it was 55%. But 56% of you are saying no, but you're wrong. It is delicious. It's the most delicious and the only one you could think of. And Ken Johnson also agreed with me, but Noah Glanville said no. He thought maybe grilled peaches was better. But I'm thinking banana pudding is the only real barbecue dessert. And if you've never had it before... Maybe that's why you're saying no. You just have to have it. Now, I've had some of the most elite of the elite banana puddings, not the least of which can be found in Houston, Texas at Truth Barbecue. Oh, sure, their barbecue meats are great, but F that. Leonard Batello's banana pudding will change your life, so much so that they sell it by, like, the small amount, but then they also sell it by the quart. So I buy six at a time because... You can eat two or three quarts in one sitting and not even think about it. It's so delicious. It's like crack. I've never had crack, but I would imagine that it's so good, like the first spoon. Donuts and hot dogs are what you would refer to as the law of diminishing returns. The first donut that you have or the first hot dog that you have 
is always one of the best, unless you're Doug, is like always one of the best tasting things ever. So immediately you're going to the second donut or the second hot dog. But it just wasn't as good as the first one. So what do you do? Now you chase it with a third donut or a third hot dog. That one is even worse than the second one. And if you haven't learned your lesson by then, you're doing it a fourth time and it's even worse than the third time. Law of diminishing return. Truth Barbecue's banana pudding is exactly the opposite of that. First spoonful, good. Second spoonful, really good. Third spoonful. Third quart, really great, life-changing. If you're in Houston and you want to go to Truth Barbecue, certainly get the meats. But if you want to beat the line and you want a cheat code, Wednesdays at 3 o'clock, an hour before they close, there's a really good chance that they're still going to have brisket, any size or any kind you want, either the fat or the lean. They're probably going to be out of most of the other proteins. They'll probably have turkey. The brisket and turkey are fabulous. Uh, I wasn't like over the moon on the riz, but I'm not saying that they weren't good, but compared to the other stuff, a sausage was hit and miss on uh, Wednesday at three, but you know what's there in full supply? Banana pudding. Yes. All of the desserts there are fabulous, but banana pudding is change your life good. Let me get off the soapbox of banana pudding before we pull in the embedded correspondence here. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, this coming Friday is episode 292. We're eight away from 300. Some of you know this. Some of you don't know this. But this whole thing, this whole Barbecue Central show ecosystem started all the way back in 2004 when I first launched something called the Barbecue... <laughs> Well, it was technically called the BBQ dash the numeral four dash the letter U dot com barbecue forum or barbecue for you. <laughs> but then I almost got sued and we changed it to what is now uh, and what was then the barbecue central forum. But that's how this whole thing started. It had a message board and it grew into a huge message board. Originally, I had to recruit some big names from some of the competing boards to show up. But over time, because of all the cool things that I had and the cool environment that I provided folks to talk about live fire and just life in general, it grew into one of the biggest message boards out there back in the day when message forums were the hot technology. You shared information. And then... There was an influx, and that's when I started looking at podcasting, and then podcasting took my fancy. And between the two, I realized, uh, A, I was more passionate about continuing to learn how to podcast better than I was in keeping up with the barbecue forum. And I felt myself drifting away from that, spending less and less time from it. And then uh, just out of sheer happenstance, I was contacted by somebody who was into buying barbecue for was into buying forums of various types. He had a, a do it yourself forum and Airstream like the RVs, uh, Airstream forum and then he was looking for a barbecue forum. And uh, one thing leads to another and what you'll hear on Friday is the day I sold the forum. So I had that guy on to talk about what people could expect as they stay on in membership, what the transition was going to look like. It was quite an announcement back then 
I had some pretty diehard forum members who at the moment that I mentioned I had sold the forum it turned on me immediately. So, You're a, Rebby's a sellout. He's taking the money and running. He's leaving us behind. Blah, blah, blah. That podcast thing, thing will never work out. Yeah. Look, I want to remain as transparent as possible, always at all times. In this particular instance, did I mention to any of my moderators that I was in negotiations for selling the forum? No, it's none of their business. Of course I was. They weren't paying for the upkeep. They weren't paying for this or that. And certainly they were volunteering their time, which I was most appreciative of, but it was paying them back too. They had status on the forum. I certainly wasn't in consultation with anybody because it was my forum. I started, it was mine. And I had more passion for the podcasting, which ended up coming here into the live show for the last 15 years, almost 16 years. So I did that. So in keeping with the transparency, let me let you know right off the bat, as we sit here July 25th, 2023, if a company or companies or investment group or capital venture conglomerate came to me tomorrow and wanted to put together a deal that would buy the show and buy the feed and the extensive archives, the whole deal, and if the money's right, I'm gone. I will sell again. Folks, Bill Rempe has raised the capitalist's capitalist, and I will be gone in a heartbeat if the money's right. No offense to anybody else, but uh, it's as uh, Gwen Stefani said, it's my life. So if uh, Home Depot or anybody, look, I still think it's not here yet. And I've been talking about it for a number of years. I think the next big business play in this creator's economy is going to be when brands realize, especially in the live fire industry. Remember, I told Jeremy Andrus from Traeger a year ago, February, how come you don't have a podcast? And he said I had inspired him to do a podcast. Guess what? No Traeger podcast. Still makes total sense. Easy to do. Content for days. Not interesting. At some point. These people are going to realize I'm a genius, number one. Number two, they're going to start a podcast, and they're going to want to do what everybody else does that has money. They're going to want to jump the learning curve. What does that mean? They're going to come to folks who have an extensive live fire following and say, hey, maybe we could put together a deal where we buy your feed. Watch for that. When podcasts want to grow, at some point, they're going to start buying up the competition's feeds or they're going to want to get into it and they're going to buy a big show independently and they're going to buy their feet which would be this Weber would come to me and say we're going to stroke your check for $848 million walk away next Tuesday you're never seen from or heard from again guess what gang bye 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 I just want to keep it all transparent we're up here we're up front with each other that's why we love each other that's right the embedded correspondents are ready to roll. But before we get to them, let's talk about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue and grilling. 
I just used my favorite rub of all time from Big Papa Smokers all weekend. What is that? Sweet money. Yes. I love sweet money. I eat it via the spoon out of the jar into my mouth because it's delicious. But not only do they have sweet money, they have cattle prod, cash cow, Little Louis seasoned salt, 13 perfectly balanced flavors to transform ordinary meals into extraordinary meals. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Sterling said to me specifically about a week ago, if you haven't tried Granny's, and I haven't, so I have to put in my order to try it, it might change your life on how good it is. So I'm definitely down for trying great barbecue sauces. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac two-star general pellet cooker that Big Papa sells, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you have questions or if you have comments, or if you have suggestions, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A-Smokers.com. We're back with the Embedded Correspondence right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, we're back. And this portion being brought to you by Famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Series. That was in Sioux City, Iowa this past weekend. And taking Grand Champion was Bramble Barbecue. Reserving was Never Easy Barbecue. The next Famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Series event happening this coming Saturday, July 29th. And where? Billings, Montana. You guessed it right. For more information or to see past results, you can go to famousdaves.com slash all-star BBQ series. That's famousdaves.com slash all-star BBQ series. And by the way, if you've been seeing a lot more press about the merger of World Food Championships and IMG, it's because a official uh, wire announcement was dropped at some point last week, so seeing a lot of action on that as well. All right, so it's the fourth Tuesday of the month, and that means we are bringing in the embedded correspondent. Why, just look at that. To the right of me, Doug Scheiding from Texas, longest-running embedded correspondent. Then we have John Solberg below me from Michigan, and Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah, Caddy Corner to the right, and we welcome all these guys in here this evening. Um, it's not an assurity pick, but it is the YouTube poll question of the week, so we'll start with there. Why not? Doug, let's start with you, and it's yes or no. Banana pudding is the only real bar- barbecue dessert, yes or no? No. Rusty? Also, no. John? Those dudes are wrong. Yes. <laughs> it is the only one. Thank God. John, always with me, no matter what. So it's a 50-50 split, which means John and I are right, and Doug and Rusty are wrong, as always. However, we have a new run of 100% assurity questions that I'm excited to ask you guys about. We'll start with Rusty here this evening. Rusty! 100% yes or 100% no. You are watching Barbecue USA on the TV. 
I am not watching it. No. Pulling his best John Solberg. Doug, yes or no? Absolutely, I'm watching it. Yes. John. Are you going to make me say it? <laughs> Absolutely no. Absolutely no. All right. And to make it 75% no's, I am currently not watching it either. But I'm going to catch up before next Tuesday because guess what? Showing up next Tuesday, the host of Barbecue USA, Michael Simon, everybody. <laughs> so I'm going to have to get refreshed and make sure that I have all of the knowledge to make sure I can uh, speak on school topics once the Iron Chef makes his return here on the show. All right. We'll go to John Solberg for the next one. John, if Barbecue USA makes it five seasons or longer, then Michael Simon should also be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. No, he should not. Right? Doug, yes or no? I'm going to go with no on that one. Rusty, if Barbecue USA makes it five seasons or longer, then Michael Simon should be voted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Also, no. Nope. We don't usually do this. Oh, wait. What do I say? Yes! Now, we don't usually do this for the assurity questions, but we're going to dig in deep on this one. If Guy Fieri, sorry, if Guy Fieri is in the Barbecue Hall of Fame, what has to be on the heels of drivers, divers, and dines, then why shouldn't Michael Simon get into the Barbecue Hall of Fame if he can make it five seasons or longer with Barbecue USA? Doug, what say you? The difference is that Guy Fieri, if you listen, I just listened to a podcast with uh, Darren Ward. He'll be on next Tuesday as well, by the way. Oh, there you go. You can ask him. He talks about Guy name dropping. Yes. (laughs) But he talks about how Guy was on the barbecue circuit. And I didn't think he was as much on the barbecue circuit as he apparently was, but apparently he was a wild man and he was with the Motley Motley Q um, on the barbecue circuit. So I think that gives him some cred. And plus, the Barbecue Hall of Fame needed it for the first year. So I think that was the actually the overriding factor. John, what's your substance behind saying no? Two wrongs don't make a right. You know, just because <laughs> I, I got it. Like, what's your, your basis is not solid. Hmm. Uh, Rusty, what are your deeper thoughts on why not for Michael Simon? Uh, first of all, some housekeeping. It's Talk Talk, not Gwen Stefani. It's Your Life is the original from Talk Talk. So yes, but I only know Gwen Stefani because she's hot. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I agree with John Wait on that second. one. Are it, you going to say it was embarrassing right? because I didn't know Talk Talk? Or is it more embarrassing yeah. that you know that? Nah, dude. I'm a wealth <laughs> of knowledge. I'm a studied, learned man, and it's embarrassing. All, all right. right. Fair enough. Or or that you think she's hot. Gwen Stefani is hot. What are you talking it's, about? It's stunning. All right. She's Wait, the most beautiful girl I've ever met in my life. Rusty, stand down just for one second. We're going back for a quick assurity question. John, 100% yes or 100% no? Gwen Stefani is hot. I don't comment on women that I have socks that are older than them. So, no, I not, I got no, nothing to say on this one. Right. Rusty, yes or no? John, John takes really good care of his socks. Um, She is absolutely hot, yes. Uh, I say 100% absolutely hot. Doug? Once again, I'm in the minority. No. 
Right. Wow. Well, I, I don't even know where we were since we got spooled off track on that one. Did anybody else have anything to say? Rusty, did you finish your thought? Yeah, we're digging deep why uh, Michael Simon shouldn't yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Um, because same thing, I'm with John, two wrongs don't make a right. I love Michael Simon. I think he's great. I just think he's kind of over here, you know, and and there's more deserved people. There's far more deserved people than him. And maybe way down the road, we can talk. Maybe maybe uh, season 10 or 12. How's that? Yeah, I don't think any TV show has... 10 or 12 seasons in it anymore. I think just from a longevity factor, I think if you could get to five, certainly barbecue pitmasters stretched out to 10 or 11 seasons, but I think we're holding that off as an anomaly at this point because we haven't seen anything even come close to it. But two seasons of barbecue USA, we'll have to see if it gets to a third, but to me, I mean, why not? I Doug, I'm not saying that Darren isn't telling the truth. I don't know the history of competition barbecue on Guy Fieri. Uh, I have heard nobody, 0.0 people aside from Darren, and I know the podcast you're talking about, mention something about Guy being on the competition circuit with Motley Q. But when I had those guys on my show and we talked about it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they referenced Guy being there like once or twice. He wasn't touring around like, uh, you know, chasing KCBS team of the year. And those were the guys on the team saying that. So I think all things considered, two wrongs don't make a right. Totally agree. However, I like Michael Simon. And if he can get five years or longer out of the show, which I probably doubt because Food Network's weird, then I think we should at least, we should all put him up for nomination so he can start being in the vetting. Can we all agree on that? Raise your hands. We'll all agree on that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I love when I force everybody into agreeing. Here we go. All right, next question. Doug, you are watching Barbecue Brawl on television. I have a feeling I'm in the minority again. Yes, I'm watching Barbecue Brawl. All right, Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. You are watching Barbecue Brawl on television. I know the rules and I have to break them. I have to explain myself. One, I can't watch the it's Michael Simon one because I miss it too much and it makes me sad. When, <laughs> uh, when, when it's, you know, and, and so my good, really, really, really good friend is, is Christy Vanover. And I'm pulling for her more than you'll ever know. And I can't watch it. It's too stressful. I will watch both these things when the time comes. It is not for any other reason than that. It just hurts my feeling bads and it stresses me the fuck out. So I'm that that is why I don't watch it. Oh, sorry. Mm. Rusty, you're saying you're not watching Barbecue Brawl because no, you, you have the time to watch it. You are yes. decidedly not watching it because you're stressed out about Christy Vanover? Yeah. <laughs> when Susie was on it, man, that was hard for me to watch. I was every episode <laughs> was stressful because these are my friends. You know, Christy Vanover is a very good friend of mine and I can't watch you it. Sleep she won't over tell her me house? No, I've had. No, I have not. <laughs> like, I mean, would, would you put her up if she came to Salt Lake City? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Huh. But, dude, she's got a rig, so she doesn't need to yeah. put her up. All right, man. I'm just yeah, trying to would, gauge I, where I, our friendship is here. I was going to go down and cook with her several times when I'm in Vegas. You know, her her, 
her house. She's always, you know, she said, I can come over and cook one time. We're, we're tight, bro. Right. Okay. We're like this. Too much stress for you. After She's doing around. fine. All She's right. doing fine, Rusty. Uh, John, 100% yes or 100% no. You're watching Barbecue Brawl on television. I answered it for you. Uh, I will join 75% of you and say, I am not watching Barbecue Brawl. Now, in fairness, I want to watch Barbecue USA. I don't want to watch Barbecue Brawl. Next question. Rusty! Bobby Flay belongs in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely. John, 100% yes or 100% no? Bobby Flay belongs in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. 100% no. 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 Doug, yes or no? He has two barbecue-specific cookbooks and shows going back to 1998. Barbecue shows, absolutely fucking yes. Wow. Doug dropping an effing yes. Uh, I am now making up 75% of the other half that I'd never make up, which is with Doug and Rusty. 100% yes, Bobby Flay belongs in the Barbecue Hall of Fame for every reason that Doug mentioned. Plus, I think Bobby Flay is pretty cool. When everybody thought he was an arrogant a-hole. I never understood that whole thing, but whatever. Plus, he's really into uh, horse racing, which I have an affection for myself. Doug, did you have anything else? I have a man else crush on him. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I have a man crush yeah. on Long him. Long-time man crush. So I'm biased. Bias. Sorry. Next question. We'll go to John for this one. And just to preface, the yes or no question on Tomahawk Steaks last month saw a bit of viral heat on Instagram Reels over 14. 15,000 views and upwards of 100 comments uh, slinging back and forth, which I was completely surprised on. So we'll follow it up with this one. John, 100% yes or 100% no. Thor's hammer is a bigger waste of money than a tomahawk steak. I'm going to be hypocritical and go, no, it is not a bigger waste of money. Right? <laughs> Rusty, yes or no? <laughs> You know, it's freaking close, but not, I mean, no. No or no? No. <laughs> Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. Thor's hammer is a bigger waste of money than a tomahawk steak. Even at half the price, it's harder to cook and it's sinewy and... So I'm going to say, yes, it is a bigger waste because at least Tomahawk, you get good meat with it. Uh, look, I hate to say it, but I 100% agree with Doug. Thor's hammer is a bigger waste of money than Tomahawk's thing. I saw the bearded butchers carve one out a couple days ago. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know anybody on earth that is eating these. I saw only a raw version. I've never seen a cooked version anywhere on social media. Maybe I'm not following the right accounts. John, do you think that this Thor's hammer is going to be a trend before the end of the year, or we're never really going to see it? Nobody knows trends better than be. you. Absolutely. It, it is trending now. Trending now. Rusty, it will be a trend yeah. by the end of the year? Yeah, I, I can see that. Doug? For sure. Damn, I'll I'll post uh, Thor's hammer next week for Meet Me on Monday on Instagram. Really? Yeah. Look for it. You committed to it. You got to do it. Otherwise, it's going to be a merciless beating come the end of next month. I can tell you that. All right. 100% yes or 100% no. And we go with Doug. 
Honey is low key 2023 trend. <laughs> no, I've seen it twice and once of them was me. <laughs> Rusty, honey is a low key 2023 trend. 100% yes or 100% no? No, man. It's been around forever. John, yes or no? I haven't seen it. I'm going to say no. It is not. Low key? Yes. Honey, 2023 trend. Okay. Next question. John? 100% yes or 100% no? Between the two, strip steak is better than a Denver steak. 100% yes. Strip steak is better. Rusty? Strip steak is better than a Denver steak. Damn, that's a hard one. Strip steak is better. Yes. Just God. Wow. That's these are close, bro. Doug? Yes or no? I'd say it's pretty close, but I'm definitely going yes. Hmm. Well, this is highly awkward. Because 100% yes or 100% no between the two, strip steak is better than a Denver cut? No. And I just had a Denver cut at Georgia James in Houston, Texas that was borderline life-changing good. Now, it was a Wagyu Denver steak, but I've had comparable Denver strip steaks, Denver slash strip steaks, and I have sided with the Denver steak each and every time. I'm a huge fan of Denver steak. And this is coming from a guy who's trended off of rib steak back onto strip steak, now going to Denver. So I'm going to keep moving west, and we'll keep going on with the questions. Douglas, 100% yes or 100% no? Chori pollo is a real Mexican dish. I get cheese on my fajita tacos, chicken fajita tacos, damn right. Yes. yes. Right? Evidently, you're not supposed to do that. Rusty, yes or no? What is a Mexican dish anymore? Oh, just throw it in there. Why not? You know? I'll take that as a yes. John, 100% yes or 100% no? Chori pollo is a real Mexican dish. No, it's not. It is not. And I feel comfortable in saying I am back on board with the 50% I'm usually on board with and living in hypocrisy as I always do. It is not a real Mexican dish. Although... If I go to a Mexican restaurant and I know the owners have immigrated from Mexico, Chori Pollo, it's weird. <laughs> However, when I'm in Houston, there is no Chori Pollo to be seen. And to make myself feel good about saying no this time, when I ask the wait staff, they look at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so. I know that it must not just be me. Last question. And we'll go with Rusty. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no, you will see or have seen the Barbie movie. I want to see it. Yeah, hell yeah. That sounds like a good time. Doug, yes or no? <laughs> no way in hell. I don't have kids. It's not going to happen ever. You don't have to have kids to see the Barbie movie. It's with real actors. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, okay, Doug, losing his shit over here. John, 100% yes or 100% no. You will see or have seen the Barbie movie. 
I have not seen, and I am not saving it for the nursing home. Oh, that's, a, that's a no. Uh, a lot of 75% here tonight, and after my daughter, youngest Marley, seeing it for the first time last night, coming home and saying it was borderline a life-changing movie, and no less than three times shed a tear during the motion pictures, I will not go see that movie. Andrew, you are not. I will not. I will not. However, that doesn't change the fact, Doug, that she came home and said this was a heavy movie. <laughs> Barbie. Maybe it's because it's she a girl, a you know, a lot of girls, and she's a girl, whatever. I'm not male chauvinist here, but, I mean, Rusty, you have daughters in the house and wife, whatnot, so are they asking to go see this? Is this something they're talking about, or it's just something you see on the Internet you wouldn't mind seeing? Speaking of trends, there's a thing called the Barbaheimer, and it's going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer, yeah. whatever, right after. Yes, that's right. And that, you know what I'm saying? That's my jam. That, how cool is that to go watch the Barbie movie? Then uh, that, and, and it's totally on me. I'll go take the girls for sure, but I'll go see it independently. It looks like a good time. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's your 100% assurity questions right here on the July 25th edition of the show, uh, gents. I'll put you on hold here just for one moment as we do a piece of business as we say here in the podcast world where i will talk to you about the different than the badger barrel cooker it's the pit barrel cooker that's right the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet second only to the new badger barrel or the badger barrel is second only to the pit barrel cooker it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or professional the pit barrel cooker is one you want to add to the arsenal. It's got three different sizes. You have a host of accessories to complete your pit barrel cooking experience. So you visit pitbarrelcooker.com and you tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. You pick your size. If you're just like, you know, a house of two or three, you get away with the junior, no problem. If you're five, six people, I would say the flagship size is right for you. And then if you're throwing caution to the wind, do you want to potentially get into catering or you just always barbecue for large amounts of people? The PBX, which, by the way, I hear is at an incredible price right now. I forget where they're pulling through. It was like it was there and then it was off again. Now it's back on again. So I think they're trying to blow them out. But if you're looking for a deal on PBX, I would get in contact with the folks at Pit Barrel Cooker and ask about it. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. PitBarrelCooker.com. Tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. And if you want something that's cheaper, I recommend BadgerBarrel.com. Why not? All right. We are back right after this. Stick around. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard, where you can monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. You connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or Bluetooth. 
you have smart speakers in your home, Fireboard integrates with most of them. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. It's the good folks over at Fireboard, and we're rejoined by the embedded correspondents here. We have some other topics that we can uh, dig into a little bit more after we get over the shocking news that Rusty was down with watching the uh, Barbie movie, which certainly isn't surprising to me. I thought of the four of us, definitely Rusty would be down for that. I'm not not down. I just have no interest in it. And breaking the Chori Pollo tie is Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue, who says the Chori Pollo is not. Andrew, you are not. Oh, that's the condition. So nobody knows better than Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue. And if he says Chori Pollo is not a Mexican dish, then certainly it's not. John and I are right. So I have a question that came in it's probably been three weeks ago. Uh, maybe it's even a month ago uh, since we've had it, but it didn't find its way into last month. But now we have a little time here to talk about an off-topic barbecue question. This coming in from Matt Osmond, super fan of the show. And he's wondering who on the panel has tattoos. He has an idea who he thinks has tattoos and who doesn't have tattoos. And he might have spied some folks on social media that might have had tattoos that he didn't think have tattoos. And now his mind is a buzz. So I figure we'll go around the panel and each one of us can confess or deny having tattoos. Doug, we'll start with you. Any tattoos on Doug Scheid? And if so, how many? He's going to lose his money on me. There's actually, I almost got two tattoos when I was in college, et cetera. So yes, I do have a tattoo. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I thought of all of us, you would be the one without tattoos. <laughs> I've got one. Where is it at? Do you show On it? my shoulder. Let's see. Prove it. Hold on. Well, look at you. What is that? It's a horse, an A? It's the Houston Rodeo uh, logo. Oh, right, because you're a world champion there at the Houston Rodeo. Right. There you go. Uh, John, you have tattoos, and if so, how many? Uh, I don't have any <laughs> idea how many. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, tattoos are like cookers. If you, know, if you know how many you have, you have enough. I don't, I have, I have no idea. Are you, are you uh, would you call yourself fully decorated? Oh no, not I got I got lots of canvas to go. Yeah. It's just that it's just that my tattoos are my tattoos, right? They're kind of mine, so I just mm. kind of keep them to myself and I'm not going to go any further, but we could huh? <laughs> It's like I got a lot of canvas and I got a lifetime to fill it. So Rusty. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Rusty, how many tattoos if you got? First of all, I didn't know John had tattoos and that's sick. I didn't know those what? are cool ass tattoos. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. I thought, no, we, I, I thought we had like an off uh, off air discussion about that at one point. Maybe Year, like years I, ago. I, before his I time, know. I think so it was. Maybe that was a Steve I, before thing. Before his time. Uh, John, was, take yeah, off cool. take off your whole shirt. Uh let's go ahead and see it. I got the music going. Here we go. Take it off. Oh yeah. Now it's time. Happening. Welcome where's to the, the main my dollar bills. Where's the main stage? John Solberg, everybody. <laughs> All right, here we go. John, put your shirt back on. What do you do? Where's my pillow? Right, so Rusty is uh, caught off guard that John has, has that many tattoos where he doesn't even keep track of them anymore. You have tattoos? Also, Doug's um, lying, too. He, I, when I was hanging out with him in San Antonio, he'd been over to pick something up. He has a butterfly on his lower back. Um, <laughs> so you guys, 
<laughs> I do. I ha- actually have several tattoos. I have Salt City on my fingers right here. I got all sorts of stuff wow. on my arm. I got the American flag. Oh, color too. Nice. Ooh, America. Nice. My wife is a tattoo artist, uh, so she's going to do a whole lot more. So we're going to, like John, I'm like, prop. She's a real tattoo so, artist, like at a at a salon? Very good. Yep. She's very, very talented, actually. All right. Uh, and then, of course, your humble host does have tattoos as well. So I have, uh, you can't really see these uh, that well, but uh, so these are a series of 13s. Uh, each one of them represents one of the ladies in my life. So three daughters and a wife. And then uh, the color over and under each 13 is uh, birthstone. And uh, 13 is a number that recurs in our life uh, in a lucky way, in a good way. So that's why I have 13s. Uh, then we have uh, what we call the ambigram tattoo. So this way it says regret. And then this way it says nothing. Uh, and then we got the shoulder piece here where the skin is falling off and I'm nothing but a machine underneath. So uh, I guess technically I have... Uh, six tattoos, but uh, nobody in my family seems to think that those are four separate tattoos. That's one. So depending on how you count, I have six or three tattoos, and I have uh, no plans for adding any more. I believe uh, solely that tattoos are something that is uh, has to be massive inspiration to you or some kind of a life-changing event that you have to commemorate. And you don't just throw them on willy-nilly, and that's why I have these, and I haven't had any on for probably seven or eight years. I think the shoulder one was the last one. And it might be getting close to 10 years now that I think about it. So, uh, Matt, to answer your question, 100% of the embedded correspondents and hosts are tattooed in some form or fashion, some heavier than others. I think uh, John and Rusty are running that race, and Doug and I are far behind, but that's all right. Um. This was on the agenda for last month that we didn't get to, and uh, some of us have these cookers. Uh, Maybe some of us don't. Maybe some of us have used them if we don't own them. I was asking specifically about the ceramic grill sector, where it currently sits in the sexiness of all of the other live fire categories, and I thought it was a pretty stale segment and that it has been fairly stale for let's say the last 10 years where it doesn't seem like uh, there has been real any real innovation that's been made now we have to hold off a portion of that statement because Kamado Joe has now introduced the connected Joe which brings some technology to the game steps outside of the box that ceramic cookers have been playing in otherwise but just from a marketing standpoint or Getting it unstale, Doug, what do you think uh, could be done? What do you think should be done? Or do you think that there is anything that can level up just the ceramic grill industry in general uh, as far as being on the the radar for potential consumers? Because I don't know if it sits there. It, they've, it seems like the train has left the building for them. Uh, they've totally lost any presence on social media. They don't do the connected Joe is pretty cool. I think in, in, in my mind, but do you really see anybody pushing it? I mean, when the birch barrel came out, that was the hottest thing for a while and everybody was loving it, etc. Um, paint some paint, come out with cool looking Kamado Joe's or ceramic grills or, um, 
Yeah, yeah, primos, etc. Come paint them, make them camo, put American flags on them, make it make it something that uh, people want to cook on versus just the standard, you know, colors that they have. And um, it's 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 associated too much with old men. They need to get some some you know young youth involved in it. I think so. The youths of the world need to unite and come up with their own ceramic grill. Rusty, but, what yeah, do you think it's, needs it, it's to? It's a great uh, question. Bring the the ceramic grill sector back into the same realm as, let's say, pellet cookers or griddle cookers. Right now, it's hard because they're expensive and they don't cover a lot of space. You know, so when someone's looking to buy something like that, they think they want to cook a whole lot of food, and it doesn't. For me, my introduction to those was it's a historic, it's very old technology. You know, like. This is how they've been smoking in this this cylinder style for thousands of years. And I thought that was really cool. But that wore off quick when I realized I don't have a lot of room to really cook a lot of food on it. But I will say it's one of the best cookers out there. I think they really need to work on, I don't know. I mean, they got the performance out there, but maybe it is just the young crowd people, you know, like Doug said, maybe get back in the competition scene somehow and and, and work it that way. But. I just think it's a little too expensive. It's too heavy and there's not a lot of cooking space on it. It just kind of people look for different things other than those, in my opinion. But I think it's one of the better cookers out there. And unfortunately, I, I hope that it does well because I like them a lot. They're very, very awesome. John, I know you've cooked on ceramic cookers quite a bit. What do you think could be done to help get them into the, the radar of purchasers? This is a tough question to answer because how do you make them sexier? Um, the cult of big green egg was the only player in that market for decades and decades and decades. Nowadays, we fast forward, everybody has a ceramic. I could get a ceramic and have it shipped over here. Same ceramic as everybody else has. Like Rusty said, it's heavy. You could paint a flag on it. That's great. You can't, you can't do anything with it. Most people can't afford it. Even an inexpensive ceramic is expensive. So how do they do it? That's a really good question that I don't have any answer for at all. But I think that whole market evolved and it's never going to go back to where it was because everyone has one and they're everywhere and nobody wants them. The market's going to drive itself. Go ahead, Doug. Um, <clears throat> easier to use. Um, I, I saw at Memphis in May, there was a not to be named ceramic cooker across the way from the Home Depot when oh, I was there with Home Depot. And they were they were like, instead it was like a pizza oven. They were having to bend over to get the ashes and scoop the ashes out the front. There was no easy release of the ashtray. I mean, even the old guys can't do that with their bad knees and stuff. So I think from a standpoint, I agree with the old uh, expensive, but um, um, yeah, it's it just needs to be easier to use and charcoal's dirty come out with wood burning at one or something like that. Well, this is, this is an odd question for me too, because as I had mentioned earlier in the show uh, with Ken Johnson from the Home Depot, when I first got into this, you had to build the fire, whether you were doing it in an offset. I mean, Doug, you learned on an offset, you know how to build the fire. I yep. was learning on Weber Smoky Mountain. So you had to learn, wasn't incredibly hard, but you still, you know, had to learn how to bring the temperature up, you know, catch it on the way up instead of trying to bring it down, do your vent adjustments, this and that, and make sure you're keeping an eye on it every once in a while. We still had to make a fire and maintain a fire in order to cook on it. So getting back to that, after I got my hands on the Primo, I felt reinvigorated. I had to use 
I had to dirty myself with charcoal and I had to light it and I had to bring it up to temperature and I had to know when to make the vent adjustments to get it dialed in. Uh, I'm in, I'm with Rusty. I mean, Rusty talk about old technology. I mean, there's no technology on these things at all. Of course, except for the connected Joe. So it's not even old technology. It's no technology. It's charcoal and you got to know how to work those dampers. Now, to me, this thing gets set into a temperature, and anybody that's ever cooked on a ceramic cooker can attest to it. Once the ceramics warm up and you get that thing locked into a temp, you, depending on what it's like outside, you could get 24 hours out of a load of charcoal. Maybe you could get more if you had a, a fan on it of some, like a guru or something like that. Maybe it would help you maximize. Um, I've used solely and totally against the norm, uh, B&B char logs. So it's not lump charcoal. Uh, it's not necessarily a briquette per se, but I've also used uh, some Kingsford to get it going. And I ran, uh, I think, 16 or 18 hours when I did a pork butt cook before I went to Houston for two weeks. Uh, the fire stayed lit, never got choked out due to the ash. So I was happy to see that you could, you know, use briquettes because the the thing or the mantra with ceramic cookers for the longest time was you have to use lump charcoal because if you do a long cook, the fire is going to put itself out overnight because of all the ash buildup and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I was able to, to skirt through that using the B&B char logs, plus I get some good heat, not a lot of icky stink as the charcoal burns uh, through that time as well. I would like to see... Like anything else, what, what does Traeger do the best? They have a stable of 1,800 influencers. Uh, maybe not bring on 1,800 influencers at Big Green Egg or Primo or Kamado Joe or whatever. I mean, hell, Primo or uh, Kamado Joe can afford to hire a stable of influencers because they're owned by Middleby now, who is bigger than Traeger by, like, twice. So they have the funds to get social media out there, but... In the age of social media, if the only person I know using a ceramic cooker is Jack Arnold, and he's the only social media influencer on ceramic cookers, then there's a problem in the industry. There needs to be 20 other Jack Arnolds out there with his size and his audience and him talking about it all the time, showing him cooking on it, and there just isn't. Well, there's going to be me, but it's just going to be me and Jack Arnold for now, and that's it. So, um, Doug made a reference to maybe the, the train has already left the station. I, I hope that that's not the case. I will be doing my part to make sure that the people that I'm aligned with are uh, trying to keep pressing forward in this. To Because I th there's a lot of things that work against it. There's weight, like you guys were talking about. There's non-customizability that you guys are talking about. There's no technology that everybody wants. Uh, dirtiness that Doug had mentioned. But... God, I mean, it's a, it's such a great cook, and it provides a nice, humid environment, and it stays low and slow for hours and hours and hours. It can get going as hot as any other cooker out on there on the market if you wanted to, all in the same cooker. So if it's seventeen hundred bucks or eighteen hundred bucks, but you're getting two cookers at once, if you spend eighteen hundred bucks on the Traeger, you can't grill on the Traeger. And don't come to me with this bullshit about uh, cast iron this. Or use the induction burner. I'm talking about straight up ass grilling. You can't compare any ceramic cooker doing grilling with any other pellet cooker. It doesn't work unless you have direct access to the firebox. I'm not even going to get into that. 
but it's it's not comparable. So, uh, John, you wanted to add something? You know, I, I have run a lot of cookers over my time. I will say that as far as a multi-purpose grilling machine, easy to use, easy to clean, yeah. easy to take care of. Ceramic, I say, if I could pick one, only one, the rest of my life, it's I'm going ceramic. That's a big, that they're that easy to run. They're that simple. Yes. They're that, they, I'm going ceramic all the way. Doug, you want to jump in? Uh, no, no, I, uh, uh, I don't think they're easy to use from what I saw at the, uh, at Memphis and Maine. Could be user, it could be operator error, Doug. <laughs> have you ever yeah, used it, one? Well. <laughs> if you haven't, then reserve your comment until you have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just saw them getting on their knees to clean out the ash, uh, the ashes out of the damn thing. So what the hell? Yeah, they got to get a kick-ass basket liner. Yeah, so be that's right. To go. They got to do that. All right. Uh, so we've come to a close here this evening. Uh, gentlemen, before we let you go, we always like to do promotion. Doug, what are you up to? Uh, actually, uh, take I that. Th yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I want to thank you, Greg, for harassing me with Sam the Cooking Guy because he sent me a copy of his book, which I already had, but he pointed out very pointedly in sign that pages 177 through 195 are effing hot dogs and i had no idea i've cooked at least 10 burger recipes out of this thing and i would have bet a thousand bucks it had no hot dogs in it yeah funny as hell yeah. he's highly uh highly worried about your hatred of of hot dogs but i told him it's a lost cause don't even worry about it. rusty what are we promoting on the way out you can go check out the pitmasters podcast on all of your socials and whatever and check us out and we have a couple of great episodes coming out uh check it out and right now don't listen to this show anymore. Listen to ours. John, uh, what do we what? have promoting here? <laughs> I'm, I'm flipping speechless, Rusty. It's gonna, yeah, Friday, the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in it. 10 minutes or less. Check it out. Subscribe to the podcast feed and get it. Gentlemen, as always, I appreciate the time, and we will see you again next month. It's Doug Scheiding, just to the right of me, longest-running embedded correspondent from Texas, John Solberg from Michigan below me, and Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah, the embedded correspondent right there. Another rousing edition, if I would say so myself. Before we get ready to take off, wait, am I caught up here? Yeah, I'm caught up. All right. So uh, we will come right back and close the show up. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. And we thank the embedded correspondents for joining us the last segment. Could it be that my throat is blown after having two weeks off? I'm a, I'm a tad dry, if I'm being honest. Lots of great assurity back and forth. Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue wondering if John did time in the pokey to get all them tats. You don't even want to know what John's done, Smoking Joe. Let's leave it at that. Still mixed reviews on Chori Pollo, though. Some saying yes, it is a Mexican dish. Some saying no. Sweet potato pie is a great barbecue dessert, according to Rusty, before he jumped on. 
Has Doug ever had a Kamado cooked hot dog? We know the answer to that, Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue. There's no way Doug is doing anything with hot dogs, period. Except taking them out of the package, putting them in a bun, and then taking them directly to the trash. They will not hit his grill, and even less of a chance of them hitting his mouth. No way. He's not doing it. Right all the way back in the first hour was Ken Johnson from Home Depot. Then we had Noah Glanville from the new Badger Barrel, badgerbarrel.com or pitbarrel.com, depending on what you like. If you're in the mood or you're on the lookout for a new cooker that's sub $300, it's a barrel style. The Badger Barrel is something you want to take a look at, no doubt about it. And then the embedded correspondence in the second hour. Promotion for next week. Leading off the show, Michael Simon from Barbecue USA and a TV host there. Then Darren Wharf, Iowa Smokey D's. Then Sam, the cooking guy. And then, uh, I think the creator of Rocket Fire, if I'm not mistaken. Just going off the top of my head, so fully packed show. I had to bump Malcolm Reed off the show for Michael Simon, which I wouldn't normally do. This is the only time I can get Michael Simon as the show is running on Food Network. So that's what you have to look forward to next week. So how do I always leave you? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. This is Dion Blumenrader with Big Hoss One Sauce, and you're listening to the best show on all things barbecue with my man, Greg Rempe.